Welcome to the Manifestation Corner Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bowman, and I teach spiritual women just like you how to activate your magic and manifest all of the abundance you could ever want. How do you align with your higher self? How do you unlearn all of those years of conditioning? And how do you push past so many limiting beliefs? Most importantly, how can you live a life of complete joy and freedom? You are the only corner of the universe that can change. And as you change yourself, your circumstances will also change. I hope this is a safe corner for you to learn, implement, and grow. If you're having trouble manifesting your desires, especially the bigger ones, then this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome back to the newly named Manifestation Corner podcast. I am Laura Bowman, Manifestation Coach. I'm so grateful you're here. And today is the first interview of season three. And it could not be with somebody more amazing. And I, everybody I interview is such an inspiration. And we are all amazing human beings. But Viola Hug in today's interview, she's somebody who's been an incredible mentor for me. And there's no doubt that I would, I definitely would not be where I am in my business or in my spirituality if it weren't for her. And it's just so amazing because, you know, the way we find certain people through social media, and there are some people, I don't know quite how we started following each other, like on Instagram and connected, but I'm just so glad that we did. And Viola is one of those people. And I actually was able to, I realized I pinpointed that I love following somebody who is a travel blogger. And I started following Viola through her uh, a few years ago already. And I, I was just, I was drawn to her content and to her. And I know that I'm very in tune energetically. And so that's what I, I mean when I say follow your intuition, follow what pulls you because there's a reason for it as long as it makes you feel expanded, which Viola and I talk about today. So yeah, she is a six-figure business coach, psychic business coach who has helped so many women rediscover their magic and um, you know get their own, build their own six-figure business using pleasure and working through spirit. So you know, again, yeah, once I finally made the leap to schedule my first session with Viola, and now I'm grateful to be in her membership and be around her energy, which has no doubt helped accelerate my business. And I've just leveled up so much since being in her energy. Um, But yeah, like once I finally messaged her and we had our first call, it really was a game changer. And I really like, that's when I truly, this was last year coming up. I started the uh, the podcast in August, as I said, in the last episode, but um, October is when I had my first call with Viola and it just really, it really just something inside of me, it lit a fire is what I'm trying to say. And it just, I fully owned, I am here. I am a manifestation coach. This is what I do for a living. And I make an abundant amount of money helping other people doing what I love, helping them do what they love. And yeah, I I really owe a lot of that thanks to her. So I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, 
And going back, I want to, if you're new here, I want to welcome you. And as I said, in, I don't know if you got a chance, hopefully, to listen to the first episode of this new season about protecting your energy. And I had mentioned that, you know, formally the first two seasons of my podcast were Laura's Happy Corner. And then I did a rebrand and I was so excited to do it. So in the last episode or what ended up being the last episode ever of Laura's Happy Corner podcast, it was fun with manifesting with a friend of mine, another wonderful person I connected with on Instagram. And it it was a great conversation. I didn't expect that to be the last episode. And I even said in the beginning of that one that I was going to do a Q&A before we like switch names. And then I just got so excited for the rebrand. And I said, no, like I'm my, my Instagram handle, my Facebook group, everything was changing over to the manifestation corner. And so this season, I just want to say like, yeah, if you haven't gone back to the first two, definitely check out. There's so many good things and so many awesome, amazing, again, inspirational people that I got to interview and hope we'll even come back again for a second time in the coming seasons. But also this season, yes, like I had said, we were going to do another Q&A soon. So that'll be coming up in the near future. I did one in the first season and I definitely can't wait to do another. And so I invite everybody, if you're not already following me on Instagram, that is where I mainly I'm over there (laughs) and my handle is at sign manifest underscore with underscore L-O-R-A and also, you know, manifest with Laura is all one word at gmail.com. So that's my email address and you can always email me too, but I'm going to start asking for questions that you guys have in my stories and stuff. And so please, you know, DM me over there, email me. If you want me to answer your question in one of the coming episodes. So I'm excited for that. Um, Again, I was super excited for my (laughs) rebrand. I'm excited for what's to come. And I'm so excited that Viola agreed to come on my podcast. I'm so thankful. And we talk about, well, next level abundance. What does that mean? What does it really mean? for you to like, how do you embody the feeling? This is about embodying the energy of your higher self or your future self and really embodying that feeling of how would you act and how would you feel? How would you even feel in the grocery store as your higher self? And we're, Viola is going to talk about all of that. And it's, it's really like it hit home. Everything she said was so spot on and really taught me like a, a great way of looking at money and abundance in general. And, you know, again, it's any amount of money when you're talking about money is not a frequency itself. Abundance is not all about money. Money, like a a number is not, doesn't equal what you're worthy of or what you're worth, but it's all around the energy. How do you feel about abundance? How do you feel about money? Does money make you feel anxious or does it make you feel excited? You know, and and again, these are things that we're going to explore in today's interview that I know you're going to love. And it really comes down to spending your energy on things that feel right, which is like the theme of manifestation, the backbone to following your intuition. But this 
is ultimately what helps you grow and helps you eventually make that energetic match and fit those puzzle pieces together that now your energy aligns with your highest desires and your highest beliefs and your highest self. So without further ado, I am so excited to dive in and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Manifestation Corner podcast. And I am so excited today. I have been looking forward to this. I have mentioned her before. Um, she's an amazing mentor and coach. Her name is Viola Hug. And thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's such an honor. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I would just... Again, you know, I've referenced you before. I have learned so much from you. A lot of what I talk about has come somewhere from listening to your podcast or taking one of your courses. And yeah, I was lucky enough to have a couple of one-on-ones. So um, really, I mean, you helped me really get my business off the ground completely, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest. So yeah, thank you for that. And um, I really would love for you to just share your story with everybody, tell everyone like who you are, a little bit of a background, um, and what I'm really curious to know, um, and, you know, I would share with everyone, like you have a lot of special gifts, psychic abilities, and I'm very curious to know when that all started or when you realized it, but yeah, mm -hmm. I would just love to hear your story. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. And it's like been so awesome getting to know you and watching you uh, build your business and all the things that you're doing. Like for those of you listening, you know, because you listen to her podcast, but Laura is really so amazing. And I think she's just like the coolest. She has such a cool vision. She's just like, she really works in alignment and in, in integrity. Like she's doing all of the work that she talks about, you know, it's really amazing to see. So absolutely love you, Laura. And um, yeah, so for those of you who I'm meeting for the first time, my name is Viola Hug. I'm a psychic business coach and channel if you had to put a label on it. I mean, I'm so much more obviously because I think, you know, probably a lot of you resonate who are entrepreneurs. It's sometimes hard to put a label on what you do because we don't fit into a box. Like it's so multifaceted. But um, there are kind of like corners of the internet where we do find a piece of um, like, yeah, this is my vibe. This is kind of my arena. And I work with spiritual entrepreneurs who are really at this place where they're ready to live more fully. And what I mean by that is be so fully expressed in themselves, be so liberated in who they are, be so deeply fulfilled that they really step into alignment with abundance and success and joy and creating that life that's kind of like that dream life. You know, like I grew up being told you can have like a this or that, right? Like you can either have a career or a family or you can have um, money or be a good person or you can do this or do that. Like it was always this either or and it just did not vibe with me. I was like, I am not here for an either or life. I want all of it. Like I want to be able to have um, a really incredible family, which I do now. Like I have an incredible husband. We have a little baby. We have two cats. It's just like so amazing. And my family is one of my highest values. And I get to prioritize my family and still run a multiple six-figure business and still work in alignment with my human design and enjoy myself. And I get to challenge myself and I get to impact other people. And it's just this beautiful mix of 
absolute magic really. And um, the cornerstones of what I use or the modalities or kind of like my, I guess like pillars within my business are spirituality. Um, I really believe my business is where it is today because of my connection with spirit, because prior to starting my coaching business, I was struggling as an entrepreneur for five years where I literally <laughs> was doing every single thing I thought you had to do in business. I was hustling. I was doing like the cold messaging. I was doing sales. Like I was doing everything that you're told to do um, to be successful in what I now call old paradigm business space you know it's very competition based and very just like blah basically but I didn't know that at the time I didn't know there was another way I just like wanted to be successful I wanted to do something on my own and I ended up so burnt out I ended up in over six figures of debt I just ended up in this place where I had neglected my own intuition, my own desire so much, because I thought that's what I had to do to be successful, that it kind of, I was at like a breaking point. And I was like, that's it moving forward. I'm going to do this completely differently. I've already given five, over five years of my life to trying to do it in a way that doesn't actually feel good. You know? And I thought it was like, I always remember saying this to myself. It's just like, I'll do what others won't now. So I can have what others can't later, which that kind of is just so weird. Now, when I say it out loud, I'm just like, why did I even think that? But it's something that like mentors told me back then. Um, but now I realize it's like, well, actually you can do what you like now on the way to having more of what you like and help everyone else. Like, I don't know, be impactful. And so it's just like such a different perspective now, but and then I um, basically through like divine alignment decided to start a coaching business. And I just found human design at the time. I just re realized how powerful my intuitive gifts were because I grew up the rest of my life thinking I did not have intuitive gifts. Um, so that kind of was like a spiritual awakening and I kind of didn't give any fucks anymore at that point. So I started my business and I said, my three commitments are to follow my intuition, no matter how scary, like I say, my spirit team was my first business coach. Um, and they were, and then I, um, committed to energetic alignment. And that meant many things for me that meant masculine and feminine, energetic alignment, human design, um, emotional intelligence, shadow work, like all the things energetically that I knew I needed to work on and prioritize. And then finally to do whatever the F I wanted in my business and create it how I wanted. And so that was kind of the turning point for me. And so I'm, I'm kind of going in like many different directions, but spirituality is um, one of the biggest pillars of my business um, and pleasure being so fully embodied in our human experience, actually enjoying our life and being fully liberated is one of the other aspects and abundance is another one because that's just such a big piece of my story. And, um, there's many more things that come from that, but that's kind of the juiciest bits. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I didn't answer your question about spirituality. I, I realized about the, the gifts I kind of did, but, um, to riff on that a little bit more, it's just like, I, so I'm, um, what would I say? So I just use the term psychic one, because it's kind of a little bit edgy. I know that psychic is like a word that was like, Ooh, scary. And I used to be super scared of that term as well, but it's kind of like a reclamation using that term now. And also because I feel like it's the best term to describe what I do or how I connect, because I have many different clairs. I have clear cognizance, which is a clear knowing, which is probably one of my strongest gifts that I use. I have clairvoyance, which is seeing, um, and a whole bunch of others. And I also, um, connect like with past loved ones, which is mediumship. And there's just like a whole bunch of stuff. And so psychic, I feel like is just like a broader epic term. 
but like I said before, I grew up not thinking that I was um, psychic or intuitive. I just thought I had like a good gut instinct, right? <laughs> like that's, I, I always was the person that like my family would be like, V, what do you think? Like when we went to a new place and it's funny because now I know I'm a splenic authority in human design. And so I always knew in the moment. And that's why my family always asked me, like when we walked into a new house, they'd be like, what do you think of this house? And I'd be like, mm, I don't like it. And the whole rest of my family's emotional authority. So they never had that instant clarity like I did. Um, and so that was, that's funny, but that's all I thought it was. It was just this kind of like, I don't know, just, I just knew things when I was there, but I didn't think that had anything to do with like psychic intuition. Um, and it wasn't until I hired a coach who was a psychic and she was like oh yeah girl you have so many gifts that are like rearing to open up you're actually using them already which sounds a lot like somebody else I know by the way I was going to say that sounds really familiar Um, (laughs) I don't want to interrupt but I was doing a clubhouse yesterday where we were talking about this how hard it is to see these things for yourself and that it's it oftentimes takes somebody to point it out and I Michelle was in there and I said, Viola, was that for me? Like I, here I am waiting for the the perfect moment until I'm an expert, whatever that means. And you're like, I want to reach through the screen and like lovingly hit you because you, you've manifested all these things. Like, what are you waiting for? So yeah, Mm -hmm. that sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I was so in that place. So I, I know exactly what it's like, but I, I mean, if I was good at anything, it's like weird. I was good at two things simultaneously. It's like, if I was good at something, I was good at doubting myself, but also I really believed in myself. Like I knew it was inevitable, but I just didn't think I was ready yet. Right. Which is, I think what so many of us can resonate with, because I think a lot of us do have this inner knowing that it's possible for us or that maybe we could do it or this like desire that won't ever shut up that saying there's more available. Um, but then at the same time, it's just like consistently doubting that you're good enough yet, or that you've got enough skills, or is this truly connection? And for me with spiritual connection, especially cause I'm mainly clear cognizant, which is kind of like a clear knowing that you get straight away. I never thought that was intuition because one, I'd always had it. And two, I thought it would have to be like a lot more special than that. Like I thought I'd have to see like lights going off and sparkles falling from the sky and angels singing my praises, handing me a scroll with a nicely scripted message on it. When in fact, it was literally just like an instant knowing. And I was like, oh, this is what's up. (laughs) Right. And um, for me, the biggest catalyst in that was just like hearing from somebody that that's what you just did was intuition. And I was like, wait a second. And then the courage came in really trusting that. And I had to learn to trust that through just simply continually asking for guidance and just trusting the first thing that came through as guidance. And the more that I did that, the more I could fine tune and realize the difference between when I was just kind of like off on a tangent in my mind versus receiving guidance. Um, but even till today, I have to still remind myself that because the ego is very strong when it comes to intuition, right? Like we have to continuously choose to trust what's coming through. It's like you you knew I, that was one of the questions I had for you actually. So perfect um, because I've had people ask me this and it, it really gets you thinking, but you know, there's the whole question of what's really your intuition versus your ego, 
which I like to say, you know, I mean, ego is much louder, very repetitive when your soul is just kind of very like maybe quiet, but all knowing, very calm. But how do you know in the moment, right? Like if something is divine timing, like this just needs to wait, or is it a limiting belief and, or my, you know, ego, is it like people get very caught up in that because ego mind is so strong. So I don't know if you have some advice about that, but, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I do have some advice. I think if you haven't already found human design, it's an incredible tool because it will really support you because an example is if you're an emotional authority in human design, it really takes your body a couple of days to find true clarity on something. So Um, when you're asking for guidance on a decision, right? Like this is specifically decision-based. It's okay for you to give yourself a little bit of space before you definitively make a decision. Because I actually am writing a post about this because I feel like it's important to talk about. Even when we're highly intuitive and the most highly intuitive people in the world, we still are filtering every message we, we receive from spirit through our human psyche, right? And I call this intuition bias. And that's why I think it's so important for everybody, even when they're receiving intuitive guidance to still see what feels correct for them and still feel what feels, you know, good for them and and think about it for a few days. And um, some of the things you're really going to resonate with, and some things might not make sense, they make sense later. And some things it's like the message came through and maybe the reader portrayed the message in one way because that's how it was coming through for them. But then you took it on and got a completely different message from it because of how, I mean, you're knowing of your own experience, right? So like there's still such a thing as intuition bias. And so we have to understand that sometimes when we're, when we're in particular situations, we can, um, not see as clearly, but it doesn't mean that we're not receiving the intuition. And it also doesn't mean that, um, what we're receiving is necessarily, um, incorrect because anyway, I'm like kind of going off off a little bit on the side here, but it's just like good to understand that it's okay to like feel into something over time, especially if you're an emotional authority versus like me, I'm a splenic authority or somebody else who might be a sacral authority. Um, you're going to have a little bit more of an instant knowing, and you're going to have a little bit more of like a definitive answer in the moment. And the longer you think about it, the more confused you'll get, right? So the reason why I think it's so powerful to know your human design authority is because then you can know whether it's going to be better for you to trust the initial instinct or whether it's better for you to allow yourself to um, maybe, you know, tune into spirit today and then tune in tomorrow and then see what's coming through for you or how it feels. And sometimes it might be the case that you've already been thinking about something for a little while and then you meditate and then that's when you have your instant clarity. And other times maybe you're meditating and an idea comes through and then you, you know, sit with it for a couple of days before you apply it as an example, right? But that is a very, very powerful tool. But like you said before, that that fear can be very, very loud and it's usually fighting against or like coming up with, um, reasons why you shouldn't do something. And if you ask your, if you like investigate those thoughts, they're usually come down to like fears that are super irrational and very, um, human survival based, right? It's like, I will be, um, excluded from my community. I will be, I will die. I will not have any food to eat. I won't have safety. I won't have have a house. Like it comes back to those survival needs, which that's the whole role of our ego, right? Is survival. So 
um, when we can see that, we can also start to see that they're probably not fears that would ever get to that point. Cause like, I, I remember once, like even negotiating in my own head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to have somewhere to live. And I'm like, firstly, do I really think it would get to that point that I wouldn't do something first before it got to the point where I wouldn't have somewhere to live <laughs> or, you know, and then even if I didn't have a place to live is, are there other options? I'm like, well, yes, of course there's always other options. Right. And so it's, you can kind of like on a logic level, see that and underneath it, we already know what we desire, right? Like if we desire to be an author, we desire to hire a coach or we desire to, um, travel somewhere. It's like deep down, we already know. And so that voice is quiet from our spirit, but it's persistent and it's on, on your heart. It feels expansive when you think about it. You feel excited by it. The biggest mistake that I see people make is they think that it's going to only ever, when it's their intuition or when it's correct, it's going to be only that voice that's speaking, right? Like I talk about when I, um, when I first started my coaching business, I was only just starting to make money and I wasn't making a lot of money. And remember I was in a lot of debt, so I didn't have credit or savings or backup or anything. And I got this intuitive idea to sell all of our belongings, my husband and I's belongings and just travel full time. And then a month into traveling full time after we made that crazy decision, I decided, decided to hire a coach that cost more a month than I made. And it's like, logically absolutely insane like we're gonna end up lost in a random country and die like that's what my ego is telling me but I knew they were a correct decision because they weren't coming from a place of I thought like I had to to be successful or I thought I should do it because it looks a particular way or this it was just this whole knowing that it was the correct decision for me and I knew that so strongly. And even when I was making the decision, as I made the decision, after I made the decision, I still had fear. It's just, it dissipated more over time, the fear, but the fear thoughts were still there. So the moral of the story is like, you have that desire, that wanting, and it feels expansive and exciting when you think about it. Um, and the fear though, the basic survival fears are still probably going to be there. You have to act in like, in spite of those anyway. I love that. And like just sitting and like, like reasoning with it almost, yeah. right? Like, yeah. okay, like, yes. Are we going to end up homeless? Like, right. Exactly. Like you really mm -hmm. think I wouldn't do something about it before that there's a million things you can do mm -hmm. even while you're working on your true, mm -hmm. like purpose or desires. I mean, you exactly. Can, you and then know. it's so important as well to remember that as you make the decision, it's like, if you choose your intuition and you choose your vision, you have to continue to choose your vision and your intuition, right? So when I um, hired that coach, right, my only option was to make the money. And it was like a pretty big gamble. <laughs> I didn't know if I could make that money. I'd never in my life made that much money. Um, and so I, um, but I was, I was counting on that. And so I could have made that decision and followed my vision, my intuition, and then suddenly dropped back into fear and been like, what the F did I do? I'm insane. What are we going to do? I'm going to have to ask my mom for help. Like what, you know, all these fear thoughts, fear thoughts, fear thoughts. And I could have sat in that fear and been focused on this, like, oh my gosh, what, what if it doesn't work? But instead, and I really think, cause I have had people say to me, like, how did you do it? Because it's pretty insane. I've seen other people make similar decisions and they didn't make the money. Right. 
Um, and it's like, how did you do it? And I really believe it's because I continued to choose that vision. I went from, okay, I'm now somebody who my business is non-negotiable anymore. Like my business is the thing my, and if it's not my business, it's something else. Like I'm going to do this. I am the type of person who invests in myself. I'm the kind of person who builds a business while they travel full-time, which was also a fear of mine because in the past, whenever I traveled, I dropped the ball on everything because <laughs> I'm not very organized. Right. So it was like so many fears that could have been there, but I was like, no, I'm this person now. So I showed up on social media and I just like owned myself and my, my, my magic. And I was just like proud of who I was. And I was proud of the decisions I was making. And I was proud of the offers I was releasing. And, um, that, energy was so powerful. And that's why I continued. I believe why it, it really did work out for me is because I continued to choose that vision. I didn't, you know, choose it once and then step back into fear. So important. Um, so many things like came to mind when you were saying that, but first of all, I like you hear this, it's not about just getting something it's maintaining. And Mm -hmm. so people ask me, yeah, like once I level up, like is it possible to go back? Well, yes. If you don't keep choosing that decision, like I feel that way too. Like I resonate with that so hard because when I made that decision after our first one-on-one back in October, I didn't look back. Like I decided no more teetering. This is what feels right. This is what makes me feel expanded. Um, no, I'm not going to lose my house. Like, yeah, like the, the whole thing. Um, like I'm not turning back, like just keep, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's um, because, yeah, you know, some people hear that and they, you know, your story, which is amazing. and maybe think, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to go spend more money than I have on a coach. And then I can be the same, do the same thing. It's a lot more than that. Like you said, a lot of people made that decision that you did and did not make it because somewhere along the line. um, And I love listening to your podcast. So um, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I, I like how you described when a part of you grows and kind of like, you know, there's a wheel moving, right? And then when a part mm-hmm. of you advances and that wheel gets like stuck, ego tries to kind of pull you back. Instead, what you should be doing is focusing on expanding all those other areas and just keep mm-hmm. taking like inspired action on like, who is the person I want to be? Like, you don't need money to act like your higher self. I mean, yeah, they say dress the part and all that, but it's really all about energy. So you can mm-hmm. act like you're the, the person who has $6 million a month or something, whatever yeah. it is. You don't have to wait until a certain whatever, like to actually mm-hmm. have that physically. You can start making decisions as if you already have it, knowing that yeah. somewhere like it is yours. Exactly. And I have to say this point as well, because act as if I feel like is one of the most like misunderstood concepts in manifestation because, um, and I learned this because I learned this the hard way, right? Like you're a four, six as well, right? We have so many similarities in our chart. Are you? We, we do. I'm a five one, but we oh, do, five have, one. A, no, no. We do okay. have a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of similarities, but that's not one of them. Okay. So four, <laughs> six. So I like a six profile. So it's like a lot of my first part of my life was trial and error. And this was one of my trial and error things I learned. So I really thought act as if was like, okay, if I'm going to act as if, if I, if I already had the money, then I would spend the money. Right. So I'd be like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then I'd be like, oh man, it didn't work. <laughs> damn it. Now I'm mad and didn't like, I suck. I can't manifest or whatever my ego wanted to tell me, but act as if is an energy thing, like you said. And so 
um, when I really, really got this, it changed a lot for me. And it's a hard thing to do because it goes against what we want to do in terms of our ego and fear. And so it's, you really, really have to like train yourself and be consistent and trust that this is going to work for you. And it's such a micro thing. It's like easy to do in, in, in actually doing it, but it's hard to do in terms of fully embodying it in your lifestyle. And that is, um, learning to act from the mindset and the energy and the gratitude of what you desire. So uh, an example is, is when I'm grocery shopping, right? Like grocery shopping, honestly, still sometimes is a trigger for me because it was so hard for me when we were so broke. And so, you know, we were always negotiating what we could buy and what brand and whatever we could buy versus just like going in and buying the food that we liked. And as you know, as a close taste, that is an incredibly hard thing for me. So, um, it was, you know, my thought back then was, well, if I'm going to act as if I'm just going to buy all the fancy food that I want, um, no, instead it's, if I'm, if I already had all of the money to have whatever I wanted, how would my experience of going to the grocery store be? And I would feel just so, so grateful. I would feel so supported. I would feel so, um, you know, just like bougie walking through the aisles. (laughs) Like I would just feel good in my body. I would have a lot of gratitude for my lifestyle and my opportunity. And so on my grocery trip, I'm going to embody that feeling that's acting as if, and I can still buy the whatever food versus the other food that is within the boundaries of respecting my current financial situation while still holding the frequency and the energy of the next level financial situation that I desire. And that will change everything for you. And even sometimes like when it's hard for me, like I would just imagine things like I'd be like boring my mom's car to drive somewhere. Cause I couldn't afford gas. And then I'd just like be sitting in the car and I'd be like, imagining I was driving a Maserati and I'd be like, Oh my God, I love my Maserati. And just like do silly things like that to, to make it more playful and to make it, um, yeah, to just allow myself to, to feel that energy more. And, and as we know with manifestation, that's like attracts like, then you're literally attracting the energy, the embodiment of what it's like to be someone because money itself, like just an amount of money, isn't a frequency, isn't a vibe, isn't a thing. It's just a number. It's like our energy around it. It's how we spend it, which is also why there's people who have quote unquote, a lot of money, but feel scarcity all of the time. And if you feel scarcity now, that scarcity is not going to go away when you have more money. You have to first feel abundance and gratitude. And then as you have more money, that feeling will amplify. Exactly. And, you know, with money in particular, um, I love using money as an example. Everyone loves money Um, or you should love money because, yes, if you have fear or negative feelings around money, you're creating a barrier and you're who wants to hang around. Like think of almost like the, the energy of a person, like if somebody knows you don't like them or that you don't feel good around them, it's not going to be attracted to you. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm glad you said that about embodying the energy of all of it, because yeah, like money itself is just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did that too. I remember I was thinking my example of one of my Hawaii vacations, I decided that I wanted to, like, I, I was pretending I was rich, you know, I was doing some shopping before my trip. And I was pretending that like, you know, I was a millionaire and then this was just like another 
you know, like weekend getaway, but I'm going to spoil myself and get some new clothes. And I spent like, oh my God, so much money. I can't even, you know, buying like all of these clothes and then being like, why didn't that work? Like, you know, why, why didn't I become rich <laughs> something like why didn't it come of, back to me <laughs> yeah like when I got back how come I didn't come into all this money and have like you know those trips become mm -hmm. more frequent when really yeah I, I did go that like I manifested a lot of trips but um I wasn't you know I had the right idea I guess you know you have yeah. like you you're at least you're in the the right like you Realm. have right, yeah you're you're like you know that there's things you have to do to attract <laughs> what you want, but mm -hmm. it just goes so much deeper. So yeah, for those listening exactly. who think that they just should go spend a bunch of money they don't have, like that's not it at all. And really being like frivolous, you know, like with your money really is not like taking care of it and respecting it either. You have to, like you said, respect your boundaries and just embody the feeling of yeah gratitude like I'm able to be here shopping and I don't have to worry about what I buy yeah but I'm the, the real the, the tell is what your intention energy is behind it right so it's like if you're choosing not to spend money on something and it's because of fear and scarcity that's amplifying fear and scarcity if you're choosing to spend something and it's because of fear and scarcity like for example that you think that you have to spend the money because that's how you're going to manifest your riches and you're really like i don't really have this money but surely it's going to come back that's also not it that's also not the vibe right that's also you can even think of that as like that's unintentional or like unconscious spending that's um disrespectful to money to just be like well, I'm going to spend you, but you have to come back because I said, <laughs> you know, it's just like not the same, but if the, if the energy is just like, this feels correct for me, this feels abundant to me. I trust this decision. It feels like, it feels so good for me to see money stacking up in my account. Like I love that feeling. And when I need to spend money, I will, cause I know it can always flow, but I love the feeling of seeing it stack up in my account girl, you save all the money you want, right? Like if, but if it's also like, I love this idea of spending money on this. This feels like the correct decision for me. This feels truly like the best, most aligned decision for me, even though I might have like a couple of surface level fears, but the core feeling, the core knowing is that it's like correct, then that is correct. <laughs> Exactly. And yeah, I, that stuck with me. One of the biggest things was the whole like feeling expanded. If something truly in your soul makes you feel excited and expanded despite those fears. And, mm -hmm. you know, we all know, or I should say, if you don't know, like fear and anxiety is really like, it's the same body response as excitement. You just, I, and I noticed that like when I get excited, I I'm like, why do I feel anxious? No, that's it's all the same and you kind of just have to channel and be like, yeah. and, and always recognize, okay, fear, like I see you, but I know that this is right for me. And so, yes, going back to human design, which we have talked about in this podcast. So most people I think are familiar with it. And if not, you need to learn about it because it's amazing. Um, and yeah, Viola is an expert in that. <laughs> and I love what I'm learning. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's really important to know if nothing else, like you don't have to go like so deep into it if you don't want, but just knowing whether or not you're a specific or a general manifester, that was huge for me. Um, knowing your authority and that really helps with your intuition. Um, yeah, like, and so it's, 
it's just these little things that I guess it's manifesting as a muscle. I really like to, mm -hmm. to look at it that way. And these things help you work your manifesting muscle. And I had another question. Um, I want you to talk about some of your offers that are really amazing. And I want people to know about them. But before you do, I had one other question when you were talking about the Claire's. And mm -hmm. for those who don't know, yeah, like you said, Claire Cognizant, Clairvoyance, Claire Audi Audience, mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Um, how would someone know like what mm -hmm. they are? Yeah. <laughs> Just in case, you know, yeah, if someone wants to know, like, how do I know which one I am? Like you were able to tell me because we had a reading together. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, going back to the psychic, the word psychic, like I don't know what else could describe it either. I mean, you just have amazing powers. I know that that could be like a triggering word for people, but, um, I loved that part, like mm -hmm. integrating that in our reading was like everything. Um, yeah. and yeah, so you were able to tell me that I'm Claire audience, but I mm -hmm. don't know. It made sense to me, but like, I don't know how I would go about finding that out on my own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that you can do to tell, like the first and foremost, everybody actually has all of them. It's just that you're going to probably be playing around with one or two more than the rest of them. And also at times spirit really wants to work with a particular Claire with you, right? Like they'll usually want to work with the Claire they know is going to be easiest for you to work with first. And then they might challenge you to different Claire's. Like I know Claire sentience, which is like feeling in the body is like one that I, um, I had very lightly, but I, now I feel it way more. So it's really interesting, but, um, so the top, top, top clairs that I'll mention is there's clear cognizance, which is a clear knowing, which is literally just like you get an instant knowing about something. If you're clear cognizant, you probably find that often you'll like say something. And then after you say it, you'll be like, where the F did that come from? <laughs> or wow, that was cool. <laughs> like, you know, and you just kind of have this thing where you just like say something and it almost like takes you by surprise. Or if you're in meditation, it's like, you might not notice anything else that particularly stands out, right? Like if you're asking to receive a message, like maybe you don't really get chills. You don't really get like a feeling. You don't really get, um, imagination. You're not really like hearing things. It's just like, you kind of like just a thought pops into your head and it might feel really, really random. Like I remember some of the first readings that I did. Um, and like some of the first sessions that I did when I was really trying to hone in on my clear cognizance, I would get like peanuts and I'd be like, what the F does peanuts mean? Like, I literally don't even know what peanuts means. But then if I was just like, okay, thanks spirit for this message of peanuts, then suddenly it would like unravel. And I'd be like, oh, it means this, 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 and this. And then more would come through. And like, I think my very first thing was yellow flower. And I was just like, I'm literally losing it. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm losing it. And yellow flower. It was funny because it was actually symbolism, right? Like my, um, spirit team was telling me that they refer to me as yellow flower. Yellow flower was a sign that they give me when I'm like on the right track. It was like, um, the energy that, that I was embodying in my business at the time. And it was like a whole meaning, but at the beginning I was just like, I'm literally losing my mind. What is that? <laughs> It's funny. One of my signs are sunflowers. So that's interesting, yes, but yeah. it's, it must be so hard. I was thinking that, and then you made such a funny reel. That was like exactly what I was like thinking how hard it must be for you. It's so hard for me to listen to my 
um, like quiet the ego mind sometimes and listen to what comes up. And I, yeah, random thoughts, like it must be hard, or I guess it was it hard for you to like say at first, like in fear, like, is this person going to resonate or are they going to think I'm nuts? Yeah, <laughs> totally. I actually have a really fun, um, psychic development exercise I'm going to do in my membership. So you'll have fun with oh, this. Oh, excellent. Because yes, for anyone, Viola's membership is amazing and um, we get questions every month and psychic business readings and I've that's something I was like I try to formulate I'm like what am I going to ask this month and really my question was something around like how do I strengthen these psychic abilities like I want to yeah like I want to know my spirit team like I want to know without you telling me you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I know. And as I told you before, you already have that connection. So this is going to be really good for you, but yeah. So that's like clear cognizant. The next one would be clairvoyance that I'm going to talk about. Clairvoyance is seeing things. Now there are people who see things literally in 3d or holographic form, but for most people, this comes through as imagination. So if you can in your head right now, picture going to your kitchen and opening your fridge, that image that you see in your head is clear cognizance. So it's actually so much more accessible. And also one of the big reasons, which I've mentioned this before, but I feel like I need to reiterate it. A lot of the reasons why people don't think they have intuitive gifts is because they've already been accessing their intuitive gifts their whole life. So it's just like normal that for them to have imagination in their mind, right? This is another one of my really strong ones. So I've always had a vivid imagination. And so if you are someone who identifies of having a very vivid imagination that like, it's very easy for you to visualize things when people are like, you know, taking you through a meditation, you're maybe seeing a lot of things through your imagination. You probably have a strong gift of clairvoyance and, um, when you're in meditation, you're most likely going to see in your mind's eye colors, symbolism, images, storylines playing out. And that's going to be your message. And again, just like I said, with clear cognizance is you have to be able to trust that first thing. And if you're like, yes, I most strongly identify with clairvoyance right now or whatever one, it's just like, you have to start paying attention to every like imaginative thing you have when you set the intention to receive an, a message and then just trust that, like write it down somewhere so that if you don't figure out the meaning straight away, it come, you might come to it later. Um, and so that would be clairvoyance and then there's clear audience. And if I said to you right now, you know, in your head, sing happy birthday, <laughs> I'm like bopping to happy birthday for those of you who can see me. I'm like moving my head. Yeah. <laughs> then that is literally what clear audience sounds. Most people get clear audience confused because, um, it often comes through in their own voice. You know, some people do hear it in a different voice. You can also, if you're really like fine tuning your gift, you can hear a different tone because the ego voice usually speaks very much like, um, it's like a scrappy voice and it more refers to I, I, I versus an, a clear audience voice often refers to we or you. So it's like, you can hear that difference if you start paying attention although I have received clear audience or clear cognizant messages that have said things in I form. And so it's like not a hard rule, but it's something that you'll start to notice. It's like, you'll be in your head and you'll be like, I don't know if I should do it. And it's like, you can trust yourself, right? You'll hear the difference. So you'll notice the difference. Um, for some people with clear audience, they also might, um, 
if, if clear audience is one that's been wanting to come through for you, having like tinnitus, so that high ringing in the ears, having like a knocking or pounding sound in your ear is spirit trying to get your attention through your clear audience. Um, sometimes feeling like you hear people call your name when you're in a crowd. It's not that we've been in a lot of crowds lately, but that's a very common um, sign that your clear audience is wanting to come through. I've also, in my personal experience, have heard like my dad's voice talking outside of my head. Um, my dad's passed away, for those who don't know. So it's like you might also have like random weird experiences like that. Um, and with clear audience, um, this is a really cool one because the universe can speak to you through things like songs or radio, or like you're just walking past someone and you hear them say something, or um, you're tuning in onto a Facebook live and just then they've said the sentence that we were just thinking about. Um, so that's clear audience. Um, clear sentience. Um, I like to break this into two different ones. So I like to talk about like the empath, clear empath and, and clear sentient as two different ones, just because I do find they come through slightly different. Clear sentient comes through in physical feelings and sensations in your body. So you might get chills, you might feel heat, you might feel someone tapping on your shoulder. You might like um, be, you know, sometimes the clear sentient people, if like you, there's someone they're talking to has a sore knee, they have a sore knee, <laughs> you know, like it's literally like their bodies picking up signals. Um, a lot of my clear sentient clients, like I hear them go like, Oh, that gave me chills or, Oh my gosh, goosebumps. They like literally get goosebumps on their body when people are saying things. And so clear sentience is often a physical feeling. Um, and then Claire, how I would describe clear empath would be um, it's emotion. So you're actually feeling physical emotions in your body. So you might be um, asking for guidance and suddenly you feel this excited feeling. And um, again, sometimes people say to me, well, how does like a chill or how does an emotion like convey a message? But it's the same with the my peanut thought in my brain or, you know, a random, seeing a random image, as soon as you like trust that that's the message, more is going to come through and it's going to kind of start to unravel and make sense. You just have to trust that initial thing. Be like, okay, I'm getting chills on my back. Oh, what does that represent? Okay. You know, and you can keep digging and keep asking spirit will answer you if you ask for more. And so as well, when I give readings, sometimes I don't understand what's coming through. And often I don't understand because it's not for me to know it's for my client to know. But if I'm like finding a hard time putting words to it, like I literally don't even know how to describe it. I'll ask like, can you give me more clarity or give me the right words or, or show me more? And then it can sometimes make a little bit more sense, but it has to be first like, yes, I received this message. Thank you. And more please. <laughs> um, and those are the, the main ones that people really have. Um, so everyone's audience, cognizant, sentient, yeah. So those are the main ones. Um, and you can, again, tell by maybe there's things in your life that you really resonate with. And then other times it's more just when you're actually intentionally asking for a message. But I really encourage everyone to see whatever one resonated with you most, whatever one stood out to you most, play with that one first. Get into meditation and set an intention to receive a message from spirit. You can also just say like, a message that I'm connecting. You can ask for a message about a particular area in your life. When you ask more direct questions, it can sometimes be easier. Um, and then just trust the first signs, signals that you get within the realm of that particular clear. Oh, makes so much sense. I can't, I was getting goosebumps, not at the clairsentience part, but when you said clairaudient and clairvoyant, I was just like, ooh, like full body chills because yeah, like, again, you told me I was clairaudient, and then it made so much sense. Like, I mean, song lyrics, ever since I was very little, 
um spirit has communicated with me like yeah through song lyrics or just like you said I'll turn on the tv and I'll be thinking something in my head or have a question and then I turn on the tv and it's like boom and I'm like whoa yeah. um but so funny to try you do have to trust even if it doesn't make sense I love the exercise just writing it down and I have pages in my journal that make no sense I've got colors like I've got I'm still trying to make sense of what the orange and purple I you know I last time I meditated but the first time and I haven't as you know I don't like lay with my eyes closed or sit like I don't normally do that type of meditation I'm usually like I pull cards I walk in nature um the cards are always dead on it's so funny but when I did do I did one of your guided meditations and I the colors yellow and blue kept were in, and I'm like why I pushed it out of my head and then I had I talked to you and ha found out how significant that really was <laughs> and I was like I know oh. I like laughed so hard when you said that and like I was, I was just tears like I'm coming down my face go yeah. ahead <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm seeing yellow and blue and you're like <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell off my couch because, and it's funny because ego mine, my favorite colors like purple, you know? So I'm like, I actually sat up and I said, yellow and blue. I was like, what is that about? And I, I, I remember that so clearly. And then <laughs> talking to you and just, yeah, really almost, you saw that look on my face and it's just amazing. So uh, yeah, I recommend anybody <laughs> to do a, uh, human design, psychic reading, or anything really working with you in any capacity is amazing. Oh, thank so, you. Uh, yeah, and thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is this conversation is amazing. Like, I don't even want it to end, but um, we are getting up to like that hour mark, and I do want people to know how I mean I'm going to link you up so the episode description they'll know where to find you but um you have a new program that you just came out with irresistible which looks amazing so um either that or any other offer you know if you want to talk for a minute about that to, to sure that yeah yeah so um I I work with clients one-on-one -on -one in masterminds and in group programs mostly um so it really just depends on the capacity at which you're really wanting support in. But in terms of one-on-one, -on -one, I offer ongoing support and I also offer a shorter intensive and a one-off single session, which Laura's done two of those. Um, those are really fun because we can literally dive into whatever, like it's spirit strategy, business, magic, all the things. And then um, my masterminds are like very intimate, high level coaching as well. And then my group programs, I offer so many different things. I don't know necessarily everything that I'm launching moving forward because I just recently, um, you know, gave myself permission to bring really fresh new programs through, but so far programs that I've ran that I'm probably going to be bringing back, um, is my program wild woman, which is all about like our inner liberation of our energy, um, and our magic and our sexuality and all these wonderful things. I have a program called rich, Witch, which is a spiritual money program and my program irresistible, which is focused around business sales and social media and like bringing alignment into our human design and into our energetic field. And then allowing that to come through in our business so that we can create a business that actually feels really good for us. And we're not following the, um, old school paradigm hustle mentality in our business, even if it doesn't feel good. Um, so yeah, I run a lot of programs based around spirituality, abundance, um, business, pleasure, those types of things. Yeah, I have, they're amazing. And yeah, I can certainly attest to that. And, and my I'm membership. 
Sorry. Oh yeah, the membership. We've already talked about that. Yes. (laughs) Well, anything you want to add on the membership? Yeah, go ahead for sure. Well, the membership, yeah, it's really great because it's just a space to be kind of in a more long-term space together. That's very, very accessible and very fun. So it's just like, it's focused around getting the opportunity to receive coaching from me or psychic readings from me, as well as other content. So there's different types of content drops in there and a whole library um, of other programs and content in there um, from things like like an intuitive development course to, I can't even remember meditations, like different trainings on manifestation and business and human design and things like that. So um, that's a really, really good place to come learn with me and to receive some guidance and connect with obviously the most cool people <laughs> because yeah, amazing I, people into my offers. I was just going to say, I've met amazing people too. Like not only mm-hmm. are you amazing, but through the membership I've just connected with the, you know, and I do, I think that competition and, and all of those things, like it's a very scarcity mindset, like no. And that's what I love about these women. Like nobody's in competition with each other. Like, you know, we'll get together and we'll collab and we're all manifestation coaches or we're all this, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, cause we all like I have our own unique way of expressing and teaching things, I think. And that's why I don't think any market or anything like quote unquote can become saturated unless you try to be a carbon copy of someone else. And exactly. that's it. Like, I'm sure I learned that from you too. It's probably, probably quoting you most of the time, but it's true. Yeah. The membership is amazing. And I really love, you know, this, I love the psychic part of it. I, I love learning like I finally like asked about like some of my past lives and I'm so, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped now about the psychic exercise and everything, because I mean, that's another thing like Akashic records. I mean, I would love, like, I know you, I had asked you, but I'm like, how do you do that? You're like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's not just it's like, you know, meditate and dive into it. But as I, I think develop my abilities, like I can go deeper and deeper. And so can you, if I can do it, I'm just, you know, we're all the same. So literally um, like if I can do it, I thought I was like the least yeah. intuitive person ever. So it's like, <laughs> you can God. definitely do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. And then, yeah, you've got the guided meditations in there. And like, mm-hmm. what I love is just, yeah, different parts from your different powerful programs. Like you get yeah. like a sample mm-hmm. of everything. So yeah. it's really, really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for doing this for your time. And uh, I always learn something and I'm sure everyone's going to love this episode. Everyone's really excited for it. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you. And I'll see you in the membership on our next call. (laughs) And for everybody else, take care.